shine, snow, or whatever comes our way. Fox 31 Chief Meteorologist Dave Frazier has you covered. It's Weather Wednesday with Mandy Connell on KOA. It is time for our weather guru. He is from Fox 31. Hello, Dave Frazier. How you doing? I'm doing well, Manny. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. Uh, obviously, there's a lot to talk about today, but I have a weather question for you. Shoot. And that is, are these eruptions in Iceland going to affect our weather around the world? I mean, how does a volcanic eruption impact overall weather patterns, or does it? It can. I don't think this one will. As a matter of fact, there's no aviation alerts for flying. Normally, those would be things you'd be on alert for. So basically, just think about a volcano thrusting ash and, and, and clouds and debris into the atmosphere. And if it's a high enough eruption and it gets caught up in the upper atmosphere, and depending on how large it is, it can circulate the globe. And if that happens... Sometimes you have that extra particulate in the atmosphere, which can lead to more cloud covering regions, can help to enhance a storm maybe with a, a little more rain or a little more snow. Again, it's those particulates, mm -hmm. the water droplets, the ice crystals that might be involved in that. And it can reduce visibility. And, it, of course, the main concern would be aviation and flying. But this one, while it's, uh, it was bigger than they expected and, uh, and it was wider, um, it didn't look like it thrusted that high in the atmosphere, yeah. and so far there has, doesn't seem to be that much. It was just pretty because in today's society, we've got cameras everywhere. I mean, we've got an eye on the globe, and to be able to see things that we wouldn't have seen 10, 20, 25 years ago, it's magnificent. Oh, it really is impressive. I don't know if you saw the, the picture of the cars lined up to drive towards the volcano as right, it was erupting. Right. And the Icelandic people are like, hey, dude, you can't drive towards the volcano. Stop doing that. So I thought that was really interesting. Uh, I have a question for you about the length of day. Okay, you ready for this one? This was sent from a listener who said, um, this is from John. John says, I've been observing the sunrise and sunset times during this time of year. What caught my attention is that by early December, around the 9th or so, the sunset time had reached its earliest sunset time. And by the time for the winter solstice, the sun is already setting about four or more minutes later than it was at its earliest time a week and a half ago. Now, the sunrise time does keep getting later until about six or so days into January before the sunrise begins to get earlier. Can you, what is the explanation for this? Is this, is this outside your area of expertise? Well, yeah, that sounds like a mathematical equation. So I, I, I'd like to see exactly. I'd like to see exactly what he's looking at. I mean, uh, tomorrow at eight thirty-seven in the evening, we hit the we hit the winter solstice. It's the shortest day of the year, and then after that, the days start to get longer. So uh, it's a, it's by minutes, and it will continue to do that. We've also reached our coldest temperatures of the year, where our average high. Average high, again, not daily high, not what we forecast, but the average high is around 42, 43. And that's about as cold as it gets. And so as we get into January, the days are actually starting to get a little bit longer. So it is a sunrise. And remember, the time of sunlight is, you know, sunrise to sunset. But remember, once we pass the winter solstice, the sun's now starting to make its slow return trip a little more north. So the angle of the sun right. changes, and that, that impacts your sunrise and your sunset times. But the bottom line is the days, the amount of sunlight 
will be at its shortest tomorrow. And then after that, we will start to grow the amount of sunlight we see each day through the end of December, continuing, and then we start to head towards the spring equinox. So, uh, and uh, you know, I'm not saying that I control the weather or anything, Dave, but we did talk about white Christmas in Denver, mm -hmm. and you were all like, it hardly ever happens, and now there's noise that we're going to have a white Christmas? What's that all about? Yeah. So I think if, if A-Rod was to pull him, and I'm not asking him to, but we had the conversation last week, um, the seven-day forecast, uh, Christmas was out of reach, but I told you that the 8 to 14 day showed that Colorado as a whole would be warmer than normal, but maybe slightly wetter than normal for that period. And I mentioned that while those 8 to 14 days give you an overview, it never tells you anything about the day-to-day. -day. And I mentioned that there was one computer model, not one that we tend to lean on a lot, but there was one hinting at the possibility that we could see snow on Christmas. Well, lo and behold, after we finished Weather Wednesday last week, come Thursday, come Friday, certainly over the weekend, more and more of the long-range computer models were hinting at this storm that we are now tracking that looks to come in Saturday as late rain showers, changing over to or mixing with snow late Saturday night, and then could be a period of snow through the day Sunday, which is Christmas Eve. The questions we still need to answer so that we can give you a, you know, a more specific detailed forecast is um, the timing of the snow, the coldness that's coming, how much will accumulate, will it have an impact on the roads? And we are focused really laser tight on that forecast because couple of things. Uh, A-Rod and I were just talking. The Broncos play on Sunday yeah. night, right? Um, it's Christmas Eve. You have holiday services. You've got midnight mass. You've got families getting together. You've got last-minute Christmas shoppers, of which I will be one, scampering to the malls on Sunday to try and get those last-minute gifts. So it's a big day, right? It's a Sunday, but it's a busy, big day. And so we have been really focused on that forecast. Our frustration is that the computer models have been all over the place. One day, they're all together. Yesterday, they were far apart. Today, they came a little closer together. But the details of what they're showing are still so varied that it's hard from a confidence standpoint to say specifically, this is what you can expect. I will tell you this. I am confident our team will get it right in the next 24 to 36 hours. And again, we're still four days away, so we've got some time to play with. But I will tell you, Christmas Eve, be prepared for potentially snow, potentially to have to reach for the shovel, potential impacts on the road, but you have been using the word potential. We will nail down the confidence on that and let you know. But if we can get what we think we can get, yes, here comes your white Christmas. Here's a question, and I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask you anyway. How do, you, how do we claim to be one of the sunniest states in the U.S.? Sun peaks count? Is that a real, what is the sunniest state in the United States? Do you know? Well, I, you can argue it. Uh, <laughs> the Chamber of Commerce outs 300 days of sunshine more than other parts of the country like Miami. The reality is we're closer to about 270. So it's um, a marketing thing. Fact, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. And I'm not in the business of marketing. So, I mean, we generally have 60 to 80 stormy days a year. The right. predominant number of those come during the winter. This is our cloudier seasons during the year. Uh, we get a lot of wave clouds. We get a lot of winter storms where the clouds will hang for a day or longer. Um, and then you factor into your spring seasons and your spring storms. And don't forget that March and April are our snowiest months, so you're going to have cloudy days there. But the reality is it's closer to about 260 to 270. Um, there's clearly other parts of the country. Think of San Diego, for instance. Oh, well, yeah, the most boring weather in the world in San Diego. It's yeah. always beautiful. Great place to retire as a meteorologist, though. 
Oh, yeah, because you don't even have to use your brain. You just be like, today's another beautiful day in San Diego. Okay, thank you. And back to you, back to you, Sharon. I mean, you know, there's nothing going on there. But, but in all honesty, I do think that it's a great marketing tool because we don't have those like weeks upon weeks of gray like they have on the East Coast in the winter. In our winter, oh, yeah. we do have those beautiful blue days and more and a lot of them, you know, so I do think it's a good marketing scheme. Yeah, hey, I'll tell you, back uh, when I was working in Des Moines, Iowa for a couple of years, back in the uh, late 80s, we had, a, we had a stretch of cloudy days that was setting a record. We hadn't seen the sun, and I cannot remember what the record was, but I know it was more than five days. And there was a, a company in town, and the owner of the company decided he'd had enough of it, so he booked a charter flight and took, like, 100 of his employees and got on a flight and got up above the cloud deck so they could just enjoy the sunshine. <laughs> for a few minutes and then circled back around and took them back down into the clouds. That's, it was a fantastic story. I that is fantastic. It's just great. It's just great. Story. That's talk about desperate times, desperate measures. That's what it is. Yeah. Dave Frazier, I'm not going to be here for the next couple of weeks, so we will regroup after the first of the year. And unfortunately, I'm well. Fortunately, I'm going to Switzerland. Unfortunately, it's going to rain our entire vacation. But I don't care. Yeah. Because I'm going to be in Switzerland. Yeah. Well, good for you. What a great place to be for the holidays. Yeah. I wish everybody a a merry Christmas, a happy holidays, and let's bring on 2024 and head into it with the. You know, some good ideas and some good values. So Absolutely. Dave Frazier, good to talk to you again, my friend. I'll talk to you next year. Yeah.